This Breeders' Cups picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. You're listening to SGP. Wait, hold on. Say it again. To the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Oh, did you see those beautiful, beautiful XFL logos, Sean? <laughs> Classic was untouched. Shout out to the Roughnecks. Kramer rocking the uh Roughnecks in the XFL. How did I get it so quick, Sean? How did, how did I get the new logo so quick? <laughs> or XFL, yes. XFL, yes. USFL, all the spring. PJ Walker, merge, shout merge. out, PJ. Dude, he's playing well for the Panthers. Longest, longest pass tracked by air yard since they started tracking it in 2016. 68 yards in the air. That was, dude. That throw to DJ Moore. Here we are, Ryan, talking football. This is not, and we will break down the trade deadline on our next NFL episode. But we we are here to talk ponies. We're here to talk horse racing. We're here to talk about the Breeders' Cup and learn new words from Malcolm. <laughs> Uh, this I I don't have horse racing music, but this felt perfect. You can imagine them trotting out the ponies for the Breeders' Cup. Hey. Are we are we still in College Station? What's going on here? <laughs> We're brought to you as always by WinBet. Looking to win money? You can do it over at WinBet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of win Las Vegas right to your palm, right in your hands. Oh, so much action. And again, uh, they have the win bet win hour again, five to 6 PM Eastern time on Thursdays, marquee games with better odds. What could you ask? Yes, sir. And again, bet big, win bigger, and get started today over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com as you 21 or older and present in the state where win bet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And of course, our jersey giveaway, autograph Brian Dawkins or Lawrence Taylor jersey. All you gotta do is subscribe to our YouTube page, comment on a video. Each comment is a chance to win. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss the news that you've won. All right, Ryan, we are going to bring on our horse racing experts. First, you know him as the Wolf of Oaklawn, the host of the Notorious OTB podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Mr. Wolf. What's happening, man? (laughs) (laughs) Snacking on some finger W's. How's it going, folks? Doing well, and uh, yes, if James Winston it, and Chase are in a <laughs> class of their own. Very, yeah, similar, similar breed of folks. Both really, <laughs> really love crab legs. Willing to go to extremes to get them. Uh, you mentioned before <laughs> the show that I didn't have my horse racing glasses on. That I didn't have my camo hat on, and you said you got to put it back for the mojo because both you and Malcolm, I feel like, have been pretty hot giving out our horse racing picks. 
Yeah, I mean, all through the uh, the Triple Crown series, uh, I think we had a winner in the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, we had the Preakness winner at a good price, and then Malcolm came through to finish off the uh, the uh, Triple Crown with the uh, winner in the Belmont. So, uh, I mean, can't can't mess with a good thing, right? Yes, sir. I appreciate your uh, commitment to I Mojo. I was gonna say you need to put him in the wardrobe department. Remind <laughs> Sean when he's not pro- applying the proper juju to an episode. Well, this <laughs> man, he's got amazing juju. He's all read up on the Breeders' Cup. You know him from the MLB Gambling Podcast and soon to be launched World Cup Gambling Podcast, Mister Malcolm Bamford. What's up, Malcolm? Hello, lovely boys. How you doing? <laughs> doing nice great. to see you. Yes. Uh, always uh, yeah, we um, our whole we've been in good form on the horse race, and I think this is my third Breeders' Cup now. It's almost how many years does something have to go before it's a tradition? Because I think this is now our traditional Breeders' Cup preview show, and um, yeah, we've been in good form. And Chase came along. We we've picked winners, so yeah, there's definitely a mojo, juju, that kind of thing going on. So yeah, let's keep it strong. Keeping wow, it strong, it, and that it, I who I didn't even remember, remember that horse racing just powered on through COVID. <laughs> yes, well the horses can't get it. And, uh, <laughs> well, they all had oh, I- ivermectin was really uh, available in the horse racing, so they were able to take care of it. Now, uh, Malcolm, you I always love your sayings. One we picked <laughs> up, I think it was on the MLB Gambling Podcast, but you were talking about. Uh, that you're like a bird during a solar eclipse. You had no idea which way to turn or so I'm probably butchering it, but it was an amazing expression. Now, is that an actual English expression or is this just you being the character Malcolm coming up with your own lines? No, I think we were talking about the, um, it was the first day in the MLB playoffs where there was no baseball because we ground out the baseball since April the 1st. And you just I woke up and your body's ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Come on, let's break down these people from Cincinnati in Oakland that no one's ever heard of. The, like people in Cincinnati in Oakland haven't heard of them. And I'm, and then you get the first day. And if you if you ever seen a bird in an eclipse, I mean they don't know what's going on. They don't know what to do. Why would they? You know, all of a sudden everything they know to be right and true is disappeared. That's what I was like on the first day. There was no playoff baseball. So I think it's a line from a song. Which a lot of my terrible partner is, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> we discussed this in Vegas about my love for the old country songs. And yeah, I think oh, yes, um, like right. a bird in an eclipse is a line from there. But it felt appropriate at the time. And I'm I'm glad you picked up on it, Sean. It shows you're listening. Oh yeah. Big fan of Malcolm's work. Uh, Cousin Mush in the chat saying he hasn't cashed a ticket since Circa. So that is a, <laughs> we're talking NFL week one. So it's been a cold streak, unfortunately, for Cousin Mush. But here we are oh, rocking wow. and rolling. Uh, the Breeders' Cup 2022 is at Keeneland. Uh, what should we know, Malcolm, about Keeneland? I, I know there's a bunch of races. We're going to hit on, uh, obviously, the biggest one and a couple of these other ones. But any any big picture takeaways from Keeneland uh, for the Breeders' Cup? Uh, Keeneland's um, Chase will probably know more than me, big in the more locally in Kentucky. But I think it's a pretty fair track, um, quite tight. Some of the uh, the races, the five furlong races, and and over one turn. And the one mile races around two turns are the things that can kind of catch the Europeans out. Because if we're going five furlongs, we're going in a straight line. Um, so the left hand down the one turn thing often suits the um often suits the American horses a little bit better. Um as I think Chase will probably tell you that there's always this split in that the Americans win the turf horses and uh, win the turf races, and the Europeans will come across. Sorry, the 
Americans will win the dirt races. The Europeans will come across and they'll f- f- farm the, the turf races. Um, and I think the Europeans had four uh, four winners last time. Yeah, last year, that was at Del Mar last year. Uh, four wins on the turf. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be coming across with an army trying to hoover up some of those turf prizes <laughs> this time. Uh, uh, Chase, uh just speak on the speak on the turf difference, but I I before we get to that one logistical question: Do they just put the horses on a big boat? Like, how do they actually get these horses from England? Oh, or do it, do it, horses it, fly on planes? What am I? That, what? You you obviously haven't heard of Air Horse One. Yeah. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> that Air I know Air Horse One works domestically. When you have horses <laughs> flying in from like California, they put them on Air Horse One. But yeah, they fly them from you know over to Dubai, uh, across spawn from England over here. Yeah, they put them on a plane. Uh, I hopefully they get sky loose. They feed it about three gallons of whiskey and just let it you know enjoy the flight. <laughs> oh man, uh, that, the visual of like, do they have like a little feed bag on the tray table that they like flip down for the horse? The visual of a, of a horse on a plane is just uh, very, uh, very uh, hilarious to me. All right, so about <laughs> just hanging with its arm out the <laughs> yeah. window, yeah. like. Uh, sir, please put your tray well, table I mean, down. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past people. I mean, they have like Great Danes on planes now. I mean, uh, I, I imagine he's got his own special to to her- <laughs> Horse Force D- One. Um, yeah, destroy no, and lavatory smoke detectors. Just a <laughs> bunch of hooligans coming over from Europe. Just him going nuts. I love it. All right. So any any big takeaways? Wait, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Are you uh, googling Air Horse yeah, One? Yeah. We're, no, no, I'm I'm googling just how they transport them. Apparently, um, do they knock? You got to be really careful about feeding them too much, or you can oh, have. Oh God, <laughs> yes. I mean, it reminds me of the time I had to emergency land in Kansas City because a, li- a large dog shit all over the place. So much so they ran out of cleaning supplies. It made That's national news. That's why we news. had to stop, and it made national news. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like they basically just throw them on a special plane. I, I think it, I'm picturing basically like a uh, those trailers you see on the freeway with the horses head sticking out the window, but on a plane. So <laughs> yes, probably not all. I, that I'm googling Tex Sutton, who uh, it uh, is one of the uh, hair, air horse one uh, transport uh, guys. All right, enough <laughs> about flying horses. What do we? What, what kind of horses does this track favor, uh, Chase? Well, when you're looking at the the main track, aka the dirt track, uh, it's typically, as of right now, it's really favoring horses that want to be uh, up on the front, kind of setting the early pace, uh, and that's just kind of a really a traditional Keeneland bias. Which on the dirt, you really want to be up towards the front because it's really hard to make up ground late. Uh, right now, being towards the rail also not so great. You want to be a couple paths out, especially when, whenever you hit the stretch. On the turf, uh, you know, they they right now they're racing on the turf a little bit sparingly. One, they want to kind of baby it going into the, the Breeders' Cup. Uh, and two, I mean, you know, it's getting towards that time of year where grass starts to die. So they, they've been, you know, it, it seems that the turf is p- playing pretty fair, but I haven't seen there's not as big of a, I guess, a sample size for the uh, turf races. Got it. Yeah, no, it, it, um, it is interesting that split between the European and American horses. Uh, first, first race Europeans don't like getting dirty. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're the fancy horses soft. Uh, yeah, the, they, they play I mean, tennis. I'll gra- tell you the vast majority of their tracks over there are on the turf. Like that, that's just what they do. So it, so it, they're, they're more used to, to come over sure, they play, they play tennis on grass over there. I mean, that's, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> uh, breeders cup juvenile Friday race nine. 
Uh, typically, uh, good indicator for who could win the Kentucky Derby. Cave Rock is the favorite, trained by Bob Baffert. Uh, Chase, what are your thoughts on this race? Uh, do you like do you like rocking the favorite here? You're gonna go uh, uh, off the off the beaten path. So, th- the favorite looks very strong. Cave Rock. It's a horse that is going to run very fast on the front end, like you typically want. However, you have this issue here of there's way too much speed in this race. It's going to cause a epic pace meltdown is what I'm I'm picturing. And so I'm kind of going away from the favorite and I'm using the number four uh, Forte who's four to one on the money line. Ooh. It's a Todd Pletcher horse for, uh, oh, Todd, yeah. for uh, Mike Rapoli uh, and his, uh, uh, his uh, blue and orange silks, which this horse is really trending up, should be able to get off of the, uh, you know, have plenty of pace to run into. And uh, whenever I had Ren Carruthers on the notorious OTB, she's a pre- pedigree whiz. Uh, this horse is sired by violence who is belongs to the one X family. Think of one X as a last name basically. So you can track that, that lineage, that one X last name, and it's produced a ton of juvenile breeders cup winners. Right. Interesting note. I was also sired by violence. Parents got into a big fight, decided to set, decided to make things up. Next thing you know, Sean Green, Green board. Oh, Eagles I like, fans in the early eighties. I was sired by boredom. So yeah, I, there you go. <laughs> one or the other. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? Any any takeaways here on uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile? The race. This is a Friday um, race, by the way. Race nine. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've gone off script here. What I've done is um, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Sorry to throw you a curve. Oh, it's all right. Um, I can't say past the favorite in that one, but um, I picked up a lot of the Euro, uh, the Euro shippers to try and give you the alternative view. So if I, we go to race six on the Friday here, the nice readers cup juvenile turf sprint. Um, we're looking at a horse, which is a bit of a home. I play for me. Um, the horse is called the platinum queen, which is trained Ooh. in your I can be in Yorkshire in about 45. Uh, who was a no nonsense Yorkshire and the most miserable uh, race of people um, on earth, they are. But um, he's got this horse called the Platinum Queen, which is a two year old. Um, and she's been really good. She won um, the Prix Labby, which is a big race in uh, Paris at Longchamp on the same day as the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. Uh, she won on Soft Go in there. She's done really well. She's proved to be versatile um, in terms of running style. She's versatile in terms of ground. She's won on soft going, but I don't think we're going to see any soft going this weekend. Ming and Chase spoke last week. The weather looks okay. He's shaking his head there. So the ground's going to be firm, but that's not a huge problem for her. Um, she's had seven races. She's learned really quickly and she's ridden by Holly Doyle. Holly Doyle is the absolute darling of British racing at the moment. Um, she's shattering glass ceilings left, right and centre, uh, just carrying all before her for, for women in sport and women in horse racing. Uh, she's part of a power couple as well. She's um she's married to a jockey over here. And this poor bro <laughs> no, wait, gets is that interviewed like, uh, every time. Uh, is that like when I'm on Ra- he comes in, he's... <laughs> I was just going to yeah, say, is sorry. that like uh, Amon Ross St. Brown when he married uh, specifically oh, to dad. come up with great athletes? Oh, yeah, Amon Ross' dad. And now he's got two kids in the uh, power jockey the NFL. Yeah, power jockey. Is yeah. it going to be like even a smaller person? Because these jockeys are always super small, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to breed a, a whole army of tiny, tiny <laughs> professional tiny jockeys. People. I like um, it. But yeah, he gets interviewed whenever he gets whenever she's beaten him. 
he always goes stick a microphone in his face and he has to pretend that he's not that bothered when he's clearly very bothered. Like um, He's called Tom Walkon. But Holly Doyle's absolutely brilliant as well. She's really, really good. So she's going to take this ride. So that horse is trading around two to one. Uh, that's race six, which is the, uh, the BC Juvenile Turf Sprint uh, horse called the Platinum Queen. Um, so that's going to be the first one I'll put up. All right. I like it. Uh, do you have any anything else for the Friday races you want to get to, Malcolm, before we slide over to Saturday? Yes, I believe I do. Well, do while, we, while, Malcolm, while Malcolm's looking that up, it, important to point out, we are Pletcher guys. Yes. Right? Yep. We Pletcher knows how to deploy a payload into a horse, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he's not afraid. He's not afraid to take care of business. He 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 fucks with the ass cream, you know. <laughs> Our cream. Oh, the, um, yes, I was going to mention we. Uh, I think we pioneered the use of the word ass on this show last year with to the ass cream, and then um, ass is now a regular feature now after the. Um, Green Bay Packers getting all the cheese shoved oh, up yes, their ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I feel like uh, you boys have been making it, making me feel at home with the excessive use of the word arse. Um, like getting so the the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf is the other race. Is all the two year olds? Um, they bring all the all the juvenile horses out, and there's a horse here called Silver Knot, uh, which race is T N O double T. So this is yeah, race ten on Friday. Race ten. You're talking about Silver Knot, and we'll put out. Yeah, um, so you'll be. We'll we'll get together with the social guys and get you guys nice uh, rate. Make sure we get out a nice uh, card on social media at Gambling Podcast. We'll retweet it so people. Yeah, can if get you're all driving, maybe don't try to <laughs> understand and write down Malcolm's picks all at the same time. Just wait, wait, sit for back it. and yeah, enjoy. We'll, we'll hook you up later. So you you like Silver Knot in the in the Friday race ten? Yeah, you you'll be familiar with the connections there, Godolphin, which are the huge. Um, Emirate-based operation. Charlie Apple be the trainer. William Buick, the jockey. Classic combo in all in the um, in the little blue colours. Horses trading round him plus one fifty. Um, won a good race over here called the Solario Stakes at Sandown Park. Uh, travels really well. It's a really strong travelling horse. Um, three for five. Um, up to a mile. The only thing with the, the British horses is at this time of year, sometimes they, especially the younger ones. Um, our season kind of runs April through to October, and then they'll put them away for the winter. This is Northern Europe. It's quite a cold climate. Um, and they'll go over the top. It's not growing their winter coat, for example. Um, the last horse we talked about, the Platinum Queen, I've already talked about having to clip it. They're going to have to give it a little haircut because it's starting to look a bit wintry. So if they've, they've gone over the top, that's a possible worry. But Silver Knot, hasn't, there's not much opposition in here. Chase might have to vouch me on this. But um, the favourites around about seven, eight months. Um, the the second or third favorite, so there's not an awful lot of alternatives. So silver not looks a good thing, and it's a nice plus money price, I think. Yeah, plus one fifty is said there uh, for silver not. We got to start using that at the bar. <laughs> that lady looks a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good line. Um, what about Chase? What about you? Any other uh, picks you want to weigh in for the Friday slate before we slide over to Saturday? I mean, I, I will second both the turf horses that that uh that mal throughout uh he came on the show a couple uh, last week we i've dug into these because he made me pay attention to them and just doing the replay work looking at the kind of turf that they're going to run over because they've been coming from running in france where the ground is incredibly soft now they're coming back to firmer turf and should really 
run very well on it. I mean, I almost want to type silver not into urban dictionary. But I'm, I'm scared to see what what comes out so we can move you know, we can move along. Can hurt you. you know sometimes penetration can hurt you. It's All what, right. Let's what a, a gray-haired man gives you an Indian burn. Is what oh. a silver knot is. Oh, there you go. Well, Indian burn, he kept it PG. Yeah, that's great. All right. Great. Uh moving over to the Breeders' Cup distaff. I'm I'm a, I'm most certainly <laughs> pronouncing that wrong. Saturday, no, you got it, nailed it. Uh, oh well, there you go. Saturday race nine, Phillies and mares, uh, three years old and up. Uh, Chase, what's your take on this? I know Nest is the favorite at nine to five right now. Um, one three straight in New York. Uh, but what what's your take on this race? I, I mean, Nest is your most logical, but I actually like a, an outside shot that kind of fits the the track bias profile that we talked about on the turf, which is you you want a, a horse that's going to be out towards the front running on the lead. And that's the eight society for uh, Steven Asmussen uh, with uh, Florent Giroux, the French Strangler up. Uh, this horse is very much kind of like the horse of now that's just been trending up and trending up as opposed to a lot of the horses that, that he's running, that she's running against who have all had this like really established resume. This horse just can't is kind of on the rise has one five for six. You really can't argue with that. And if the horse can take another step forward, like it did in the cotillion at parks and Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, uh, if that translates over, I mean, this horse is probably going to get forgotten on the tote. You probably get a much bigger price than, uh, than the, uh, uh, sorry, six to one, uh, that, that society is getting today. I mean, I'm on board for a six to one uh, dog anytime. And I, I like the, uh, I, I like that sired by gun runner. Always appreciate that. Good, good pedigree. Sean's a gun guy. Yeah. This, this version. Of oh Sean. yeah. With these glasses <laughs> on big, big firearms guy. What about you, Malcolm? Any, any plays here for race nine? Uh, yeah. A bit boring. I can't get away from nest. Um, unfortunately, it looks like a bit of a match to me. Um, well, it looks like a match to, to most people between Nest and, and Malathite. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be taking Nest. I mean, that might just be one. There's a couple of races on this card, which might just be a, a watch only. Um, I'm going to make my next pick. I'm going to go to race six, which is the Breeders' Cup Philly in May 2. Like it. Um, and my pick, there's a couple in here that I like. And I've actually, since I spoke to you, Chase, yesterday, I've kind of been seduced by another one of these in the field here. <laughs> um, my initial pick was Nashua. Um, round about a two to one shot. Uh, a Frankel horse trained by John Gosden. Another Holly Doyle uh, runner. Horses four for seven. Uh, has won two group ones. Won the French 1,000 guineas at uh, Chantilly. Uh, Chanty, um, if my babble app uh, has got my pronunciation correct there. <laughs> um, overcame a bad draw uh, last time was beaten on the Arc de Triomphe day by a, a 66 to one shot came and chinned it right at the end, uh, but it beat everything else in the race was a little bit unlucky. Um, so I quite like Nashua, but the one that seduced me a little bit, um, it's a horse called Tuesday, um, which just wasn't suited by that heavy ground at all. Wasn't interested. Didn't want to know. Um, I think this is going to be much more up her street here. Tuesday is around about eight to one in this race. I think those two will chase each other home. Uh, which order, I don't know. But yeah, Nashua. But Tuesday at a big price because um, a lot of my picks were a little bit chalky. Uh, so I'll throw in this eight to one shot uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, eight to one. I don't know. Have you ever, uh, again, just nailing it with, I uh, didn't want to know. I've definitely been there before. I've walked into a situation and did not want to know. Hey, 
Cookie. Uh, Malcolm's on fire right yeah. now. I mean, the picks might be good, but the, the everything <laughs> else is fire. <laughs> Straight fire. All right. Uh, so we talked about race nine, sliding over to race 10. I know uh, Chase has a play here. Breeders' Cup turf, all males, mm. three years old and up. Um, Warlike Goddess is in there. Uh, the favorite is Rebel Romance. Chase, you have, I, I see you here have a pretty big long shot for this race. Saturday race 10 on the turf. Who do you like? Yeah, I, I'm taking one of the European shippers. This is a, I believe, a, a Irish horse trained by Aiden O'Brien with a uh, Ryan Moore in the in the irons. The horse's name is Stone Age. It's Ooh. 15 to 1 on the morning line. Uh, Malcolm will love this. It's a Godolphin. It's a Godolphin horse owned by Godolphin, which means it's going to be wearing the blue silks. But it's the second Godolphin entry, which means it's going to have the white cap with the blue silks, and that's the one that always wins. Uh, I, I love this play at, at this price. Uh, using uh, thoroughgraphs, I like to use those when you have horses shipping in from all over the place because it kind of stabilizes the figures that you're looking at. Stone Age is actually very competitive on the figures despite the last two efforts, and that was because it ran over very, very soft ground and the horse likes something a little bit firmer. So I think it's going to translate really well to running on the turf at Keeneland. Uh, it's by Galileo, which has plenty of, uh, plenty of distance in the pedigree. And you really can't fuck with Aiden O'Brien, uh, shipping horses over for breeders cup day. So he Mal's on a, a Aiden O'Brien horse earlier. I'm on one in the, in the, uh, uh, the uh, Breeders' Cup turf, uh, but love it at its price. Uh, absolutely love it at this price. Sean, we're gonna have to get a, a company uh, subscription to this website. It's like the Football Outsiders <laughs> really? horse racing. So, here. Like some <laughs> I love, I love the deep horse analytics. Chase is over here normalizing across different turfs. I love yeah. it. It was way out of control on the control chart. Way, <laughs> way out of control. Mal, uh, what about you? I saw you you nodding there a little bit with that pick. Do you? Are you co-signing that? Do you got anything else you like uh, on the Saturday slate before we get to the classic itself? Well, Aiden O'Brien will have a couple of winners. Um, he always does. You say he'll bring an army, cross his aeroplane, will he full uh, of prime <laughs> horse flesh? And one horse is going to get stuck in the middle. Short price as well. We've seen we've seen them win at bigger prices. So um, Chase is picking out a bigger price. Wouldn't put you off in that race. Um, there's a couple. I think Chase quite liked a horse called Rebels Romance. Um, which I'm not convinced about at all. I kind of put a I put a line through it. The word I've got written next to that is dower, um, which might be a little bit unfair on the horse. Really. I don't want to give it a complex, but um, it's a big <laughs> I'm horse. Actually, it's a big I'm actually, horse. Why the long face? <laughs> I, I'm actually against it. It was the it was the morning line uh, favorite, but I'm against it because it's coming off of a win off the softer turf, moving back to the firm. Uh, oh. But yeah, I, I'm fade Rebels Romance. Okay, it's a sad horse, but so it's just. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just a big bit of it's a big bit of equipment in round two turns. It takes a while to get organised. Now, <laughs> up here at Newcastle Racecourse, we've got a straight mile. It can get rolling. It's fine. You yeah. can set it off, and it'll build momentum up. It'll come. Um, round two turns hasn't got time. You know, it's got it, it needs time to organise its legs. Um, so I put a line through that one. I really like um, Nations Pride in this. It's had three runs in the US. It hasn't shipped back. They've actually left it over there, so it's been okay. Uh, Warlike Goddess, um, who that horse is as mad as a tree of tits. She's um, she keeps finding trouble all over the place. It's been like a little revolving door on on the horses back in terms of the jockeys. Um, every jockey rides it seems to do something wrong on it. Um, so again, 
I was putting lines to horses left, right and centre, which left me with Nation's Pride. And I think this might be my bet of the weekend, Nation's Pride in the BC TIFF. Now, Nation's Pride. And uh, you said, what was the price for that you're seeing about right now? S- seven to two on the on the morning line here in the US. Seven to two. And you said it's crazier than a tray of tits. Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> that was more like yeah, that, no, Oh, that was more like goddess is as crazy as a tree of tits. Yeah. Okay. But nation's pride. That's I, I, I'm kind of intrigued. I've never dude. heard that. I've, I've, I've said myself bag of dicks before, but I've never said <laughs> tray, tray of tits. tits. I'm kind of, I, I know Malcolm likes uh, nation's pride and chase like stone age, but the horse that's as crazy as a tray of tits. I'll be honest is kind and of, uh, did kind you of hear, I don't know if you heard it, but they're doing a Shanahan in uh, West Virginia retreat style, staying, oh. staying in country, not yeah. shipping out and going so not dealing with as much uh, road turf or uh, road and a, turf. a bet on warlike goddess is a is a bet for the old US of A uh because this is probably uh, our best opportunity for uh, an American horse to actually win uh a, a turf breeders cup turf race and uh it happens to be a uh, Philly or sorry mare racing against the boys here too all right and maybe I'll do a small little sprinkle there on warlike goddess all right we're going to get to the picks for the Breeders' Cup Classic itself, before we get to that, shout out to Rocket Money. Oh man, I I, I got the credit card. You set it up on auto pay, and then you don't think about it. Next thing you know, all these subscriptions are just auto charging you. You don't even use them anymore. You know, it's Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube TV. Who knows? Like, there's a lot of things that are probably charging you right now that you don't use. Um, most people think they only spend like 80 bucks a month. The average is closer to 200 AKA there's some savings. Uh, Rocket money is awesome. Uh, Honestly, it's, it shows you all your subscriptions and then, you know, you can even find subscriptions. You didn't know you're paying for. I'm sure there's some for everyone. Get rid of use of subscriptions with rocket money. Go to rocketmoney.com slash S G P N could save you hundreds. I mean, maybe even hundreds a month, depending on, I mean, you know how they get you, right? Like, Hey, free trial. And then you forget to cancel the free trial. They keep billing you. You forget you even have it. Uh, rocketmoney.com slash S G P N cancel all those subscriptions, get more money to bet on the breeders rocketmoney.com slash S G P N. And our, our buddy Malcolm over there mentioned Babel. Babel is great for learning a new language. I'm going to use it to learn um, English, English, the language uh, <laughs> Malcolm speaks, but you can use it for anything Spanish, French, Italian, German. Uh, I, my wife is almost fluent in Spanish just from doing stuff like Babel. And then once you get going with these 10 minute lessons, you actually start talking to people. You can, you can really, uh, you know, communicate with someone in another language. It's uh, it's totally fun. And and easy to get started. They have a 30 day money back guarantee. If you don't like it, I'm sure you're going to like it right now. Get up to 55% off your subscription. When you go to babble.com slash S G P that's B a B B E L.com slash S G P for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble language for life. I, I Sean, I, I have to be honest. I, I feel like uh, we need to do some sort of parody video. Where whether whether it's we're teaching horse speak <laughs> as the language or it's just Malcolm d- any doing anything. Yes. I, I feel like there's something there. All right. More Malcolm, as always. Uh, uh down for that. Hey, now we're talking about the Breeders' Cup Classic on Saturday, race eleven. Uh it's three year olds and up. Uh again, um Fight Line is a massive favorite. Three to five on the money line. He's he's been dominating. As of late, 
But uh, let's see, Malcolm, where are you at with the the Breeders' Cup Classic itself here, race eleven? Who do you like? Are you going chalky here? Do you like some like some long shot stuff? Yeah, it's not a very big field, and um, flight lines scared off uh, a lot of the opposition. And if you watch it, um, we talk about things passing the eye test. The we a couple of years ago had a horse in this country called Frankel, which was the most impressive thing to look at. Um, it was attracting race goers just to come and see the thing without necessarily betting on it because it was always so wow. prohibitively priced. And flight lines sort of becoming the US equivalent of Frankel in that every time if you if you watch the end of the race, there's not another horse in shot. It looks like it's doing a solo workout because everything else is 27 lengths that way. Um, and it's absolutely incredibly impressive. Now, last time we talked about finding money in the street. Um if you can get a price of minus one fifty about this horse, this is kind of like finding money in the street. I mean, it, it's not a working man's price, but I've got it in my local book here at um, minus one sixty. So this is one of the races where you do have to look to put other stuff in with it. Um, the interesting thing here is, I think when a lot of novices are handicapping horse races, they're then thinking, okay, which is the second best horse, which is going to chase it home. That's not necessarily what you're looking for because the other jockeys can ride either two ways. They can ride to try and beat flight line. If they do that, they're going to fall in a hole down the street because they'll have, they'll have gone too hard. Or they race for second place, knowing that they're not going to catch flight line. Um, so there's a horse in this race called Life is Good. It's going to be the mm. speed. Life is Good is going to try and take flight line out of it. That's not going to work. In which case, <laughs> Life is Good is the horse that's going to fall in a hole down the stretch. So you can put the smudge of doom next to Life is Good. We can get rid of that one. There's only eight horses in the race. Um Epicenter is one that can pick up the pieces. So we're looking here for horses to chase flight line home effectively. Epicenter can chase flight line home. And then I know you like throwing numbers and trifectas and stuff out. So my third horse, I'm going to put up a horse called Taiba, which yes. is a 14 to 1 shot. So they would be my three flight line over Epicenter over Taiba. The main handicap here being that life is good, uh, it's going to go off too hard. And that disappearing off uh, view. Is going to make the price and make the race for the other three. But yeah, flight line by a mile and then whatever you follow it all. Chase, I, I have a, a real, real quick. Yes. Uh, actually, I'll go, let, let Chase go and then I'll, I'll share We'll, my we'll fun chime nugget. in with some amateur opinions. Uh, Chase, a lot of head nodding during Malcolm's picks. Where are you at with uh, flight line and any sort of long shot stuff you like? You know how, how Kramer is a dog, how you refer to NFL players as dogs. Yes. This horse is a people. It is a people. <laughs> this is a just unfuckwithable horse, quite honestly. It's won its last five races by a combined 61 lengths. Mm. Uh, it it's, looks like just a once in a generation horse. And honestly, uh, what my buddy Mal here said, he got the pace picture completely right. Uh, life is good has never been beaten to the lead. He's going to be hard sent for it. He's going to try to outdo a flight line and he's going to fade probably completely out of the picture. Uh, the best way to get value out of this is to do what Mal did, what I'm going to do, which is key flight line in first in a trifecta and then start peppering in horses underneath. So for me in second place, I'm going to use hot rod, Charlie epicenter, and then Kentucky Derby winner, rich strike. Yeah. Uh, and then, then in third, I'm going to use uh Taiba hot rod, Charlie epicenter Olympiad. 
and Rich Strike. Oh, now, if Happy that. Saber doesn't quit and Flightline and them link up and somehow this goes fucking Chernobyl nuclear meltdown pace, wouldn't be it'd be worth maybe sprinkling a little bit on Rich Strike to win. I love that. Uh, Hashtag Dejans only. I always waste money just boxing everything with these yeah. stupid things, and I love that he <laughs> showed me how to do it in a more effective way. Um, instead of instead of boxing Flightline, lock Flightline in at number one, yeah. and then just do we, throw some essentially. Other stuff in. Yeah, okay. Sean. Also, the jockey for Flightline will be wearing like old school Eagles green and white. Really, R- really. These guys can the green, confirm. The green or white of Ronus Racing. Yep. So, you know, if you if Kelly you, Green throwbacks, if you didn't uh, need another reason. Also, for the uh, the TMZ Breeders' Cup slash horse rating f- racing fan like us, Sean, the last two times the Breeders' Cup was in here in Keeneland, it went on to win the Kentucky Derby as yeah. well. Not and then American Pharaoh also went on to win the Triple Crown. Ooh. So. Which I think is the only time that someone has won the Breeders' Cup Classic and won the Triple Crown. Obviously, that's a small sample set, but uh, uh, yeah, I think you're right because I mean, you have American Pharaoh. Uh, I think before that, I don't think you even had a Breeders' Cup yeah, going back so. to the last trip, and then Justified didn't run in the uh, in the Breeders' Cup Classic. I don't think. I don't. Maybe. So from from a wrong. from a trends perspective, maybe Sean, maybe we look to play Flightline. As the Derby winner now, mm. before he catches on uh, to the public squares, who are going to watch the Breeders' Cup oh, and then like realize this. this is the horse we should bet on. So Flightline will not be running in next year's Kentucky Derby because he is currently <laughs> a four-year-old. He will be a five-year-old next you're, year, so he'll be two years too old. I and like, also, I like where if this horse there, right? wins, you'll never see him race again. I, I, oh yeah, just gonna be fucking, huh? I should have run this by Chase fucking, first. Yeah. I, I should have run this by the guys first. Oh, it was smart. It was so smart, and then he came up with a pin and popped my fucking. Boom. I'm gonna go out on yeah. a limb here and say. Tybia is your winner of the 2022 Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, Bob Baffert horse, I like it. But uh, everything they're doing, the combo stuff with Flightline, it all sounds great. But uh, Tybia is my horse, friend. Hey, Malcolm, has bending over and picking money up off the street ever hurt you? <laughs> not that I can remember, no, Ryan. I am not going to disagree with that, man. <laughs> no, I also like doing the the the, the boxes and that kind of stuff. Nope. But mortgage payment, I got to throw, payment, I gotta throw one. On the horse. I got to throw one little uh, little dog here. Uh, what about any other picks that you guys have that you haven't gotten to? Chase, I see you have a pick three you you like here. Walk people through that guy. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's going to be the three ho- three races that we talked about for Saturday, uh, which is going to be the uh, distaff the uh, BC turf and then the, the classic. So I'm going three deep in the distaff race nine. I'm using, uh, basically I'm just going to throw out nest. I'm not going to defensively use this favorite to in- inflate the price of my ticket. So I'm going to use three horses. The two blue stripe is a long shot that I really like, uh, the four Clarier, who's going to be a horse that's going to be coming from off the pace. If the pace gets too hot and a horse can pick up the pieces and then society, who's my uh, my top pick here is the, the wire to wire candidate. So two, four, eight, eight in that race. And the next one I'm going three, four, five, 11, 12, who is stone age broom rebels, romance mishriff. And then just, uh, basically for the, what the fuck are you doing here? Angle the Brazilian horse Nautilus, mm. uh, because a lot of times those, what the fuck are you doing here? Horses 
sneak up and win. Uh, and then I'm singling flight line in the last one. So if you were to bet that at a dollar base, that's a $15 total ticket, better for 10, 150 bucks. Boom. You've got all your betting in an hour and a half of fun, actually like three with how far, how far they space these races out. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, uh, shout out to the show luck. Um, there's nothing better than sweating out a, a pick anything, especially when yeah. you hit a couple, right? It's just like a parlay. Yeah. Your parlay in the morning games with the afternoon. Uh, I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah, baby. Four teamers <laughs> sitting pretty. Got a one game Sunday night football. Letting it ride. Uh, Mal, yep. any, uh, any, any other picks you want to give out? Anything you haven't hit on here before we wrap up the Breeders' yeah, Cup? This- I've got one more here, which is race eight, the Breeders' Cup mile on this Saturday. Um, the top two in the market are both Europeans. Horse called Modern Games, a Godolphin horse, and a horse called Kin Ross. And I'm going to fade both of those horses. Um, Kin Ross, I think, wants a little bit further. She's a, sorry, is wants a little bit shorter. One over six furlongs. I think she'll get caught by these specialist milers. Modern Games, they shipped back to the UK only three weeks ago to try and steal some prize money. The horse got beat on heavy going. And I think that will just um, still be in his legs um, by the time he's shipped back again. So I'm not sure Modern Games will be at 100%. So if you've got a line through those two, you then get to a horse called Annapolis, which is a progressive three-year-old. Uh, the horse is eight to one. I think there's value in this race because, um, like I say, the top two are making the market for the Europeans, uh, and I'm not keen on them. So give me Annapolis at eight to one. Um, and that's yeah, race eight, the Breeders' Cup mile. All right. And love it. I'm going to give you one more. And this is specifically for you, Sean. It is yes. the breeders, the big ass fans, Breeders' Cup yes. dirt mile. We are looking at number. Now, big ass fans, that actually is a fan company that sponsors. Yeah, this. that makes big ass yes, okay. fans. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just to clarify, number nine. The horse is guaranteed to be guaranteed to be sneaking up from behind, hitting all those pleasure <laughs> spots. We talk about the taint samurai. Oh yeah, cyber knife, cyber knife. Love uh, that. Nine to two, <laughs> nine to two. Cyber knife is an all. Oh, time. Sean loves cyber knife. Oh, it's a great. It's the greatest <laughs> horse name of all time. Cyber knife. Are you I kidding? Just recently at a party where I was working, a gentleman. Um, that's what he uses. He was a surgeon and he used the word cyber knife in a sentence. And then I just started talking bollocks at him about this horse. And he's kind of just reversed, slowly reversed away from me. But yeah, that was the first time I'd heard it in a sentence, like apart from us talking rubbish together. So yeah, oh, it's so d- definitely a real thing because I met a man. He's the he's the taint samurai sensei. Yeah, no, they actually use he's, it on uh like the like get rid of prostate uh like dollops, yeah. right? Or something. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. All right. Well, beautiful. thank you guys so much. Another classic breeders cup, classic podcast. Of course, a big thanks to the wolf of Oak lawn. Give him a follow on Twitter at of Oak lawn. Check out his podcast, the notorious OTB. And of course, uh, Malcolm as well. You know him from the MLB gambling podcast going to be uh, doing uh, uh World Cup picks for us on the newly launched World Cup gambling podcast coming soon. Follow him on Twitter as well at Mal B or sorry at Mal underscore B underscore sport. Catch him there again. Remember, subscribe to the channel. Comment on a video. Live comments. You actually have to comment on the posted video mm. there. Turn the notifications on for your chance to win an LT or Brian Dawkins autograph jersey. 
Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean second, the money green. And he is Ryan. Did you know Keeneland is a national historic landmark? Sean? Kramer, let it ride.